0: From the West Coast to the West Coast. (laughs) This is the Coast to Coast NBA Podcast. I'm Chalanga.
1: And I'm Dylan. Dylan, I'm looking at you in the face right now. I'm staring into your baby browns.
0: Oh my goodness. We are live. We're recording live. This is not a live podcast. This this is the second
1: time that we've been in front of each other for a live in the moment podcast we are in
0: beautiful sunny escondido Escondido. uh, california just north of san diego at the welks at the lawrence welk resort shouts to lawrence welk thanks larry (laughs) uh i'm here on a family vacation we've got a timeshare and we chose to come here to beautiful escondido dylan i love it here i love california (laughs)
1: this is a very weird picture of california it's it's, uh vaguely republican uh stepford wives what 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 did your aunt call it your aunt mary called it uh she was like i wasn't around when she said that you were but you weren't your brain wasn't maybe clearly (laughs) um yeah it's a lot of old people and a lot of young
0: kids i fall in a demographic that does not exist here Um, a
1: lot of white old people
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, but it's been fun uh we're back again with our buddy our best friend troy welcome to the pod troy hello my friends how's it going so good we i miss minnesota i miss you i wish you could have come with yeah i miss you both i also wish i could have came with yeah Yeah,
1: what the heck suffer for the pod it's mea yeah, honestly,
0: I'm sorry. He, I didn't invite him. That's the issue. I I didn't give him an <laughs> That's true. <laughs> all right. So we're back with our final segment of our offseason power rankings. We have the Eastern playoffs. So w- just a, a reminder, we did a draft of all the teams in the NBA based on where we thought that they would fall uh, as far as their record. And so now we're in the Eastern playoffs. There have been some absolutely wild takes thus far. I'm still all in on my Warriors under at 33 wins. I think they're going to be terrible. They just waved Alfonso McKinney. That's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, that's they really? so stupid. Oh
1: <laughs> for, so that they can make room for Marquise Chris.
0: <laughs> it's a fucking joke. That team is a joke. Anyway, that, that's not a conversation for this pod because we're in the East. So we're going to start. Dylan, you had our first pick in the playoffs. And who did you pick?
1: Going with the theme of how we've drafted the rest of this draft, I had to go with my heart here, and that is that I don't want to see the Magic any longer than I have to. I picked the Orlando Magic for the eight seed only because I couldn't pick them to be the first team out. I have no desire to watch Vucevic and DJ Augustine in pick and roll <laughs> one game longer I feel like I'm forced to root against the Magic in a way because of the Levine versus Aaron Gordon matchup, the Wiggins versus Oladipo. These are some of the lawsuits that we were dealing with. Wiggins v. Oladipo, Levine v. Gordon, the last three years for the Timberwolves. So I cannot get down with Evan Fournier possibly being their best player. Obviously Nikola Vucevic, but... You know,
0: Evan Fournier. I have always been on the Fournier bandwagon. I like I like the Magic way too much. I'd really like this team.
1: I know, my brain is saying five seed,
0: uh, right? I just Hmm. like I think that Jonathan Isaac is actually really awesome and is going to be a really awesome NBA player and like an important contributor, winning someday. But the thing about this team is that their defense is going to be solid. Just like it was last year,
1: especially if Aaron Gordon hunkers down and just decides to do the role player thing. And that's kind of maybe his destiny. Right. You know, uh,
0: Aaron Gordon's career. I mean, this is going to be year five for him. Right. So it can it can really go either way. You know, he can either continue to ascend and, you know, maybe reach an all star level here in a few years or he can take a few steps back and, you know, do the few things that he does well really well. Maybe his three-point shooting is going to continue to get better because throughout his career, his three-point percentage has really risen from 27% his rookie season to 35% last season.
1: Are you worried at all that Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon have too many similarities for them to play the three and four together, that they are both naturally fours, or do you think that they're flexible enough to be able to be perfect to switch with each other when necessary.
0: You know, I used to be very convinced that Aaron Gordon was never going to be successful with the magic because he had to play three, but I'm not so convinced anymore. Uh, I just think that Isaac and Gordon, you know, erase the notion of three or four from your mind and just focus on matchups. And they complement each other enough skill-wise that they can really play the matchups really, really well.
1: Yeah, and they're both kind of oversized threes, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what they'll need against the 76ers. This will be a really fun defensive matchup Mm -hmm. in the first round or if, if they can get into the second round. 76ers, let's say, are the... One seed and they get the uh, four seed. Maybe that's a second round matchup, you know, or five seed and they and then they get a second. Yeah, round or matchup. if That'd the Magic really end up as
0: the seven seed and the Sixers are the second seed, you know, like I think it's yeah, a yeah, pretty yeah. likely likely matchup between the Sixers and the and the Magic, and I would At love to see that.
1: Yeah, um, just because they the Magic match up defensively so well,
0: so well. right, and they had the eighth best defense last year, and you know they're getting back Mo Bamba, who actually has looked. <laughs> He, l- here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I know. I know. Back on the train. He's kind of. It's kind of a joke. But, I mean, w- what you what you get from Mobamba is someone who can at least play 15 minutes a game
1: and be a huge body in front of the rim, right? Like mm-hmm. at the very least, maybe. No. At the at the very least, you get someone who's injured all season and doesn't contribute in any way to his team. Right. But then they've got Kem Birch, you know, as Mobamba
0: insurance. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. The Magic have my favorite player in the NBA, Markel Fultz. Mm. Shouts to J. Cole. J. Cole still loves Markel Fultz, just like I do. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe in
1: Markel Fultz's ability to be one of the best backup point guards in the league. How stupid was it, though, that they already extended him without even seeing how he would play? That was like an Andrew Wiggins move.
0: They didn't extend him. They just picked up his
1: options. Or they picked up his options before they needed to.
0: Right, but, you know. They were going to, I mean, you do it anyway because you either, I mean,
2: it's not that much money. Troy, what are your thoughts on the Magic? Watch the guy play first. I, (laughs) um, so yesterday we just, um, I got together with the people that I have Wolves season tickets with, and we were talking about the games that we're going to go to and the games that we're not going to go to. And the Magic was one of those teams where, like, I think they're only in town like once this year, and it was a universal sell. Um, right. I just, I don't. There's nothing about this team besides the prospect of a healthy Markel Fultz, like which I just want to see him play for once. That isn't like in the preseason. They just kind of bore me to tears, you know. (laughs) To tears. There's nothing flashy about this team at all, and I, you know, they'll be a playoff team in the East for sure. They'll play a fine enough brand of basketball, but like, I don't know. I'm not going out of my way to follow this squad or to really. They're you not going to be I, a league pass team for me, for sure.
0: I think you're right. There, There is a certain boring quality that this team just can't seem to shake. I don't know. Like, when, when Nikola Vucevic is your best player, that just is, like, a little bit of a wah-wah <laughs> <laughs> <you know>, type, <laughs> of, type of yeah. situation. Uh, but I think they have enough, like, scrappy kind of borderline, pl- like, rotation players that there's there's, like, a level of interest that I have. But maybe it's just because I'm... I, I'm way too into guys that nobody cares about. Like, they have Josh Majet on a two-way con- contract, and I love Josh Majet.
1: He's white Steph Curry. He's so wait, is he related to Corey Maget? Uh, are you talking about Corey Magetti? Oh, wait, that's what it is. <laughs> Who, there's a Majet that I, I, I feel like.
0: That's Josh Majet. I was talking about him last season. He was one of my two-way players, my G League players to watch.
1: Oh, then that was it. So back to Troy's point about this being a sell. I feel like that's a tough sell because no one else is going to want to watch that game either. And at <laughs> least it's going to be competent basketball. Like I think that you're not going to make your money back on that one. What you're going to want to do is make your money back on the Nets games or on the, the Warriors game. Yeah, Warriors, yeah. That's what you really want. The Warriors game is the one you want to sell because people are just going to want to see Steph with all these scrubs. <laughs> they don't care who else is on the court.
2: Or counterpoint, you know, what the Magic's really good for is taking the family to. Take the family to watch a basketball game. Take uh, everyone else's you tickets. To, you can just talk. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You don't really have to watch. Like, something interesting might happen every now and then. Fournier will hit a wild three or something. Mobamba Mo will make an appearance. DJ Augustine will DJ Augustine for a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: So, last
0: year they won 42 games. Their over under is 42.5. Dylan, what do you got?
1: I have, they're under at 40, and for people who are keeping track, that's in line with the Heat, and I think I would have had the Magic out of the playoffs under the Heat, but I would have had another one of these teams that we picked later actually out of the playoffs, so bad pick by me.
0: Yeah, you know, it's this one's tough because it kind of depends on the Heat and the, the Pistons' health, whether or not the magic will make the playoffs. Forty two and a half is a perfect line. I think that they did get a little bit better from last year, and if they won 42 games last year, you know, I'm going to give them the over. And I could say this team, like, best-case scenario for this team, I could see them winning 45 games. Hmm. I just think that they are a solid team. They got better. Uh, they re-signed the players that are important to them, Terrence Ross, Nikola Vucevic. And I'm all in on the Marco Fultz backup point guard bandwagon. I, like, I'm like. i all in. I'm, I, I love it. So I'm going to give them 45 wins. Hmm. Yeah, I think if, uh, if 45? Fultz is healthy. 45. Yeah. In the East. For, that means they, they just have to win three more games than they did last year. And I think that they're better enough to win three more games. They didn't lose anybody. They just added depth. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah.
1: Alfaro Camino is is a very nice insurance at the wing too. They're really deep at every position.
0: Yeah, except mm-hmm. point guard. But even point guard, they have two solid point guards. Depends. <laughs> I mean, your opinion of uh, Marco Foltz is kind of the
1: <laughs> the defending factor. But but I also think that Aaron Gordon's going to be a backup ball handler kind of player. And
0: maker, Evan so. Fournier handles the ball a lot. I mean, Fournier, he was the yeah, lead so ball handler for
1: France. You know, exactly.
0: So
2: I. I like them. I think
0: they're a good team. Troy, what you got?
2: I'm. It's if Fultz is healthy, they're gonna go with the over. Um, if yes. Fultz is healthy and contributing, they're gonna go with the over. But I'm not gonna bet <laughs> on that healthy? right now.
1: Wait, wait, wait. He is healthy. Let's all let's all just get that over with. He was never not healthy. This was all the yips.
0: Okay, but that mental un- 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 <laughs> the mental unwellness is still health. it's still health. You know,
1: it's, we believe in mental health <laughs> on the coast to coast NBA podcast. That's right. We it's believe in thing. the value of mental health here.
0: <laughs>
2: so over under Troy, I'm gonna take the very 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 slight under, and I'm open to being surprised. Okay, I'll so you're take gonna em take them at 41. 42 wins, mm-hmm. oh, 41,
0: 500 mm-hmm. team. All right, I think that uh, that's you know that's the proper range. They're they're definitely not a below 500 team, mm-hmm.
1: and I think they probably won two games more than they should have last year.
0: Yeah, maybe. Let's. I can actually look that up. They actually. They lost one more game than they should have last year, really yep, their expected win loss was forty three and f- forty three and thirty
1: nine is that according to basketball reference yeah <laughs> Oh, i don't there's another one that I was looking at that i that I thought I liked that was better, better all right well
0: that's it we'll we'll look that up at some point and we'll we'll get that in the pot anyway, moving on, two unders and one over uh troy you've got the next pick number seven in the east is
2: right. number seven who I was chastised this morning because a lot of people are down on this team Uh, i took the pacers this is another team kind of you know honestly this is another sell for me but that's like so many teams in the east they just bore me you know what i mean not talking about oladipo right now because he's not going to be back until december january because he tore a quad oh god they made a lot of really smart I'm not even going to say NBA players this offseason because I think they're, like, better than NBA players. You know what I mean? Yeah. With adding Brogdon, Jeremy Lamb, TJ Warren. I love TJ Warren in Phoenix. They got Goga in the draft. And TJ McConnell is going to be a really scrappy backup guard that could be super important for them, I think, in the beginning of the season, especially while Oladipo is out. What they lost is kind of important. Losing Thad hurts. Losing Bogdanovich hurts. Darren Collison also because they... Desperately needed that guard depth, but this is oh, a coast, team coast that
1: canceled Darren Collison. Yeah, he's he's canceled. <laughs> okay,
0: I won't talk about it. It's him. okay. He's <laughs> gone now. He's on the league, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, we don't.
1: He's he's gone to God. <laughs> he's now worshiping God. Isn't isn't that what he's doing? He's like a Christian missionary.
0: Yeah, he's a. I believe he's a Jehovah's Witness. Oh,
2: that's okay. right. He retired. Oh, yeah. It's coming back. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm getting back in the zone now. The Pacers are a team that I think, when I compare them to the Magic, I mean, they're like, uh, personnel-wise, I feel like they're, or at least their brand of basketball is kind of similar. But the Pacers have quality bigs in Sabonis and Miles Turner. Um, and I read an interesting stat this morning that while those two, they're probably going to start both of them this year. But when those two are on the floor together, they have a negative on-the-court impact, like like how much they outscore their opponents per 48 possessions. It's, it's under. It's negative. But when one of them is on the floor without the other, either if it's Sabonis or if it's Miles Turner, they outscore, they outscore their opponents by 3.4 points per 48, which huh. is interesting. I thought, I guess I never thought about that. I don't watch a lot of the Pacers. I really don't. Yeah. Every great now and then I'll catch a game of theirs. You, but, um, do
1: you mean 100 percent? I think it's 100 possessions. Is it 100? Yeah, yeah it is 100. 3.4 3. would be insane per 50. Yeah. That's, it's 100 possessions. Yeah, yeah, but 100. per f- Yeah. I can pull that 100 up. is give or take 48 minutes, though. 48 minutes. That's what I meant. Yep.
2: 3.4 yep. points per 48 minutes. Yes, that's what I meant to say. Okay. Um, excuse me. But, you know, this is a team that specifically when we're talking about the East, you know, we've got the magic in the eight seed in the um, in the Eastern playoffs. It doesn't really take a lot to make the playoffs in the East. And this is a team to me that when I watch them, they're a team that doesn't really make a lot of mistakes and they're very strong defensively. And I think that's going to be enough to propel them to the seven seed in the East. Um, especially if Brogdon comes in and he's an immediate contributor. Jeremy Lamb is going to be very good. TJ Warren is a very, very good three. Um, and Goga's been very hyped this offseason. So. I'm
1: excited for Goga. I agree with the fact that Troy is talking about the defensive culture, I guess, right? is Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This team has a really rich history of just competing on both mm-hmm. ends of the court. And they're kind of the jazz of the East in that way. And they're always going to be frisky. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I'm really low on them, especially since we drafted. And hearing more about what's happening to Oladipo, I doubt he plays as many games as he want, as he played last year. He played 36 last year. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to be able to make 36. They'd be lucky if they got 36 from Oladipo this year. Malcolm Brogdon, I think that's a trickier situation than... Just insert him right in there, and he's going to be better than Darren Collison, better than X, Y, Z ball handler that they had, Boyan Bogdanovich. Like he'll make mm-hmm. up for all Agreed. of that lack of aggression, because the Bucks didn't take him at twenty million, and I think that there's a reason for that. And uh, I was just listening to Kevin O'Connor and the Bill Simmons podcast talk about Malcolm Brogdon's feet. Well, the only team that knows about Malcolm Brogdon's health is, is the Bucks the bucks the bucks know the best about his health yep and if that team's not going to take him on in restricted free agency in a in a time when they're trying to compete for a championship so they and they don't take the young guy what do they know what do they know that we don't and i'm worried not i'm not calling this but i'm my eyes are peeled at the sight of Malcolm Brogdon being Brandon Roy-esque. I know Brandon Roy was knees, mm-hmm. but Malcolm Brogdon dropped in the draft because of his feet. Same thing happened to Brandon Roy. We'll see what happens, but I just don't think he's automatically making up for the production of Boyan Bogdanovich, Darren Collison, etc. much less Oladipo, who won't play. Miles Turner and Sabonis actually led Oladipo in all the non-accumulative advanced stats, box plus minus, and wins per 48 minutes. But at the same time, I'm still out on this team because uh, Thad Young was also third in all of those stats, mm. and Darren Collison was fifth in all of those stats. And that's not even getting to Boyan Bogdanovich, who was probably their best offensive player throughout the year. Yeah, I'm a I'm I don't have much to add.
0: I think, you know, their third ba- ranked defense from last year shouldn't drop too far because they've still got their their defensive anchor in Miles Turner and they've still got some solid wing defenders in you know, Justin Holliday, Malcolm Brogdon, Aaron Aaron Holiday are all solid defenders, um but their offense has an opportunity to maybe get better. TJ Warren and Jeremy Lam. I don't know though. They lost Boyan Bogdanovich and Thad Young, who were two solid offensive players. So mm-hmm. if their defense stays about their same and their offense gets worse, they will lose more games. The thing I wanna the the one thing that I wanna talk about with the Pacers is that I'm a big time Doug McDermott fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, with that's the whitest thing you've ever said. <laughs> Dude, I fuck with Dougie McBuckets <laughs> so hard. Oh my God and I th- I think. With the current construction of this team last year, it was really hard for him to find minutes behind, you know, Thad Young, Boyan Sabon- Sabonis, and Miles Turner. But I think this year he'll be able to find a few more minutes, and I really hope so because I believe in his floor spacing ability.
1: <laughs> I do not because in 2K, I had him fr- <laughs> on my, my career player in 2K17, and he would never make his open shots. I was trying to drive and kick with my player. At my six, and he would seven- always miss? Del, what was his name? Uh, Del, Del Bryan is my guy's name. And he would miss every open shot that he took. I'm like, you're supposed to make all of these. You're Doug McDermott. That's all you're supposed to do. Put Doug McDermott on the uh,
0: Warriors and he's an all-star baby. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, No, but
0: also Indiana's first is lottery protected this year because they traded for Brogdon to Milwaukee. And so if they don't make the playoffs, which I don't think they will, it's good for them because then they get their pick and kind of mm. get to, to reload again. Anyway, their over-under is 46.5, which is way too high. That is like assuming Oladipo is going to come back and be fully healthy and be the v- Victor Oladipo of two years ago. And that is not going to happen. I've got their under, and that is a lock for me. I have them way under, under 40 wins and out of the playoffs. Hmm. I'm going to say they, they're going to get 38 wins this year.
1: I am in lockstep with that lock. I had I wrote down thirty-eight. Chalanga didn't even look at this. Mm. I swear I wrote down thirty-eight. I don't think they're gonna be third in defense either. I think that they could be top five. I mean, yeah. Miles Turner's fantastic and they have some other really good players. Malcolm Brogdon is a very solid two-way player. Yeah. But I do not see top three. They're going to definitely slip a little bit. Like you you just count like the automatic seventy-sixers. The Clippers, Clippers are number Mm -hmm. two. Yeah, the Jazz, Jazz. Mm -hmm. So that's three there. The Heat should be good. Yep, but there's no chance of them getting into that top three.
0: Yeah, I mean the Bucks should be really
1: good. The Raptors, yeah, I mean, yeah, Raptors, yeah, Raptors are gonna be so good. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I don't. Yeah, I'm seeing more like eight to ten in terms of defense. More realistically, And,
0: and their their offense could slip down too. So like, I think that I think
2: they're out the playoffs. Troy, what do you think? Yeah, um, I'll put them at the under. I'm not as low on them as you guys. I think I'll put them at like between 40 and 42. Um, just that sounds like a seven seed in the East. Yeah, yeah, just slightly better than the Magic, but
1: I want to get back to this sell thing. We, we, you guys both have season tickets that you might want to sell. Mm-hmm. I think this is actually a good sell because if Oladipo comes back, I don't think he's going to be as effective, but he will gather. Some ticket buyers. Yeah, especially because he was just
0: on uh, The Masked Singer, or allegedly he's on The Masked Singer. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm.
0: All right, moving on to the sixth seed. This is my pick, and this is far and away (laughs) the (laughs) most exciting pick of this whole. This whole process was really just so that this could happen. I don't usually believe in God, but I feel really connected to a higher power because this was able to happen in our draft. We
1: should all be committed to an insane asylum for this pick.
0: The sixth seed in the East will be...
1: Wait for the wind and the howl.
0: The Atlanta Hawks.
1: Oh, God, that's cold.
0: Yes. Yes. God. I am all in on the Atlanta Hawks all in on the Atlanta Hawks I think that they are absolutely amazing I (laughs) okay that that is too much they're not absolutely amazing here's what I like about the Hawks Trey Young after the all-star break last season went off my man was averaging 24.7 points 9.2 assists and 4.7 rebounds on 35 percent Three point shooting, and mind you, these are a lot of difficult threes. He's shooting a lot of uh, off the dribble, deep threes, and so that thirty five percent is a little skewed because he's not catch and shoot. He's you know he's he's operating off off the dribble, which are more difficult shots. Um, and he was taking seven free throws a game, which is pretty solid, shooting them at an eighty eight percent clip. So my man Trey Young, in twenty three games at the end of the season, showed all star level production. I mean, if you average 25 points and nine assists, you are an all-star lock. There's no question.
1: You think he's an all-star lock next year? I
0: think that he has a really good
1: chance at making an all-star game. If he can average Chalanga, for this. season. I'm just going to keep the wind going through this whole segment. If he can <laughs> average 20 points. I mean, last season, dude. Chalanga just called Trey Young an all-star lock.
0: Last year, he averaged 19 points and eight assists. <laughs> if he can average 20 and eight, yeah, that's in the, in the East. Those are all
1: who's he, gotta mm-hmm. who's he got to beat? Who's he got to beat? He's got to beat Jimmy Kemba. Butler, Kemba. Walker. Walker. Who's gonna Who's gonna be an all star? He's gonna be a forward, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's
0: got Kyrie. Or, well, yeah, Kyrie Kemba, um, Kem, Kyrie Kemba, uh, um, not Oladipo, <laughs> Kyle Lowry, which. He might not be an all-star this year. It's like very likely that he wouldn't. Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. That's it. Who else does he have to beat as as far as guards? The East is super depleted. Brad Beal. Brad Beal, maybe. Not maybe. He's yeah, a lock. He's in. He's a mm-hmm. lock. Brad Beal's a lock. And then Chris Middleton. I don't know if he's going to be a guard or a forward. I, I imagine Chris Middleton will be a forward. But that's all he got. That's all he's got to beat.
1: Derek Bledsoe? Come on, now. (laughs) Derek Rose? Josh Richardson?
0: Zach Levine? Zach Levine, literally. Actually, actually. yeah, he probably will. But I'm saying if you're going to argue that Zach Levine might be an all-star, then you
1: have to also acknowledge that Trey Young might be an Mm all-star. I would rather have Trey Young on my team, but I think that Zach Levine is a more likely all-star.
0: Here's what I'll say. Next year, likely the Hawks will have two players that are averaging more than 20 points a game in John Collins and Trey Young. They could have an all-star tandem next year. And I, I believe in this team's ability to surprise everyone and take a huge step forward. Here's, here's, here's my point of hesitation, is that they will likely be starting a rookie on the wing, either DeAndre Hunter or Cam Reddish. They have looked pretty solid in the preseason thus far. I don't put too much stake in the preseason.
3: We
1: do love DeAndre Hunter on the Coast Coast NBA pod. We always have. His defense is legit. I think I compared him to Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and Alex as your starting center, is um, nothing to write home about. But they do have an interesting opportunity for some sweet bench lineups.
1: Um, they've got a lot... S- okay, Chalanga, s- pump the brakes on that. Please read all of the point guards after... Trey Young, and you can't count Evan Turner because I just won't let you, even though he will be their backup point guard. Unfortunately, Troy, stop Chalenga when you've heard of one of these names. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me pull it up. Okay, <laughs> no cheating, Troy. I know you're ge- being given time now to cheat, but don't cheat.
2: No, I won't cheat. I never cheat. Hold on, this Do was that, updated ladies. since I last I looked at cheat. it.
1: There's less what names the hell? on. It has less names on it?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I guess it just got updated. Who'd they but get rid of? They got rid of that Siebert fellow, Armani Jones or whatever his name was.
1: There was a Charlie Brown in there.
0: Charlie Brown is still <laughs> on here and Brandon Goodwin. But after Trey Young, they have no backup point guards. Here's the argument, though, is that Vince Carter can handle the ball. Evan Turner can handle the ball. Oh, my God. DeAndre Bembry can handle the ball.
1: Vince Carter is 42. Yeah. You think they'll let <laughs> Evan Turner handle the ball? with the backup. Well, they yet? have to. Yeah,
2: yeah he's going to he's the backup point guard.
1: Oh my god. Ooh. They were just unfortunate enough that Evan Turner looked competent for 12 games in the playoffs last year. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. as a ball handler and So player. you're going to see
0: you're going to see some bench lineups of Evan Turner, Alan Crabb, Vince Carter, Jabari Parker, and Cam Reddish, I guess. Or I guess they need a center there, so Vince Carter might not play that much. So their their bench lineups are um, interesting. But I like... I mean, Jabari Barker can still put up 15 points a game as a sixth man. That's pretty solid. Uh, yeah, if he loses some weight. Dude, he was looking rough last <laughs> year. Man, I'm, I'm in on the Hawks. I'm mostly in
1: on... I'm a big believer in Trey Young, and I'm a big believer in John Collins. Here's what I want. It's not of importance overall, but... Chalanga was saying, who's going to start, Cam Reddish or DeAndre Hunter? And I really want DeAndre Hunter to start. But I want Cam Reddish to play off the bench because he's going to be able to handle the ball a little bit more than DeAndre Hunter. has a little bit more ball skills than DeAndre Hunter. And DeAndre Hunter, all he has to do when he's playing in the starting lineup— is defend his guy, which is the thing that we know he can do, and knock down three-point shots, which we literally know he can do based off of the national championship game.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least in at the college line. You know, the, the NBA line's a little deeper,
1: but he's, he's a corner three specialist, and that line is the same. And that's exactly what they'll need from him. And yeah. so I think that he will plug in a lot faster than many people who are... Doubting the Hawks. Yeah. Would he seems NBA ready. Even if Cam Marish is better, I think DeAndre Hunter fits better into that starting lineup. I, I agree with you. So Atlanta's over-under is 34. Last year, they won
0: 29 games. Here's my argument for the sixth seed. It's that I think to get the sixth seed in the East, much like last year, you're not going to need very many wins. Brooklyn was the sixth seed last year at 42 and 40.
2: <laughs> That's so sad. I think the, East, God, I think East the bottom so of sad. the
0: East playoff, I, I think it got worse. Yeah, it's going mean, to be an it's, under it's,
2: 500 team. Absolutely, It
0: certainly didn't get better. I think an under-500 team will make the playoffs, especially because the West... Maybe two. Maybe two, because mm-hmm. the West got w- so much better, and uh, uh, the Sixers and the Bucks are going to win a lot of games. And
1: 16 out of 30 teams make the playoffs. Yeah, so I
0: think that uh, Atlanta might only need 40 wins to make the playoffs, even to make the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. And I believe in Atlanta's ability to get 40 wins. So I have Atlanta's over, and I'm going to say they're going to win 40 two games Mm.
1: they're going to be an above 500 team (laughs) oh my god Chalanga read that point guard list (laughs) to me this morning (laughs) and I really wanted to defend the Hawks my whole drive over here I was planning to defend the Hawks that's what honestly this whole drive the theme of it the motto that I was the mantra that I was saying to myself was defend the Hawks defend the Hawks and Chalanga read that list of point guards, and now I have the over at 35. I, I don't have them making the playoffs anymore. Thanks, Chalanga. Listen, <laughs> if they've got two first-round picks this year. If they need another point guard, they have the the
0: fuel to go get T.J. McConnell, to go get <laughs> Tyler Johnson, to go get Yeah, Tyler something. Johnson's out there, yeah. You know, I mean, they've got they've they've got some they've got some ammo because they have theirs and Brooklyn's
1: lottery protected. So hmm. there's there's options. I say that's a good that's a good choice because you want your young teams to win. early I mean, like if they can win, if they start out twelve and twelve, mm-hmm. maybe it is time to go out and get a point guard. Yeah, Just say hey, we have a chance. Let's get these young guys playoff experience. Yeah. And you can trade Evan Turner's expiring plus a lottery protected first for you know, there's
0: I'm sure there's a lot Jeff Teague, you Orin know and <laughs> Dragic. Go- mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean there's there's lots of options. There's lots of options. So I I think if, if they're trying to get a backup point guard,
1: it's it's not unreasonable that they could do that.
0: Troy, what do you have? Over or
2: under?
1: I'm I'm <laughs> bumping it up. Thirty eight. I'm gonna do thirty eight. Hell yes.
2: I think um, one thing I wanted to talk about quick with the Hawks and um, shout out to my guy, Luke Barnes, uh, who was a student when I was student teaching last year. He was a senior. Um, We talked about basketball all the time, um, and he was one that he always watched. Um, He was really a savant about people's um, not only their collegiate footage, but their high school footage, um, particularly with the um, everyone that was in the draft last year. And what he told me that. All the players, not only in high school but like in the collegiate circuit, could not stop raving about the one player that they were afraid of was Cam Reddish. I'm a mm. big believer in Cam Reddish. I really wanted the Wolves to draft him. Um, I think he's going to be a solid player for the Hawks. Um, so we'll see. We'll see when he starts to become a contributor for them. But that being said, I'll take the over with the Hawks. Yes, I'll put him at forty. I'm not sure I can get him over. 500 yet i'll see how they start to play but i think they have the potential to go over even what i said
0: i have done my job i've sold you both on the hawks and that's all (laughs) i wanted i can die happy now i still don't have them in the playoffs though
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right dylan your pick is next number five and what team is that we've been picking teams that weren't playoff locks so far but at this point we're starting to get into the lock into the lock world Mm mm-hmm Chalanga, we can all hear you peeing. The Nets, <laughs> I mean, the podcast listeners can't, but we can. I almost <laughs> wish you just brought the mic in with you. The Nets are the next pick here for me. I do think that they're going to be really solid, even without Kevin Durant. Let's just say this team upgraded from D'Angelo Russell, who was playing above his mind. And still not playing as well as a Kyrie Irving that made second-team All-NBA. They've replaced him with a second-team All-NBA player. And they're the same team. And on top of that, they're going to have Karis LeVert healthy. I think that this team's going to have a little bit more size. Now they have DeAndre Jordan instead of Ed Davis, which is, I know that you might not think that that's an upgrade or whatever chilling because upgrade. you might hate DeAndre Jordan, DeAndre Jordan but he's an upgrade.
0: Hold on. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I don't I, DeAndre Jordan has been pretty bad the last couple of years, but I also acknowledge that we can't really say how good he's been because he was playing on the shitty Knicks and the shitty Mavericks. So like I don't know. I don't know how good right. he actually is and how much he was just not giving a fuck.
1: He's a rim protecting, rebounding machine. This team's going to be elite. Defensively, another one of these teams in the East. We don't know if they're going to be top ten. They might. They're probably going to be better than the Pacers. If DeAndre Jordan is playing really well, he could be close to what Miles Turner is, at least on defense. Well, and then you've got Jared Allen, Jared Allen, who also (laughs) could be almost as good as Miles Turner.
0: He was my pick for most improved last year,
1: and he was almost most improved. He was. He was receiving votes or others receiving votes, wasn't he? He's really good. What did they win last year? Forty-two games. Mm Forty-two games. They were 42 wins last year. They were young. They Mm could have been better if they had Karis Lavert healthy. I think that this is going to be a really good team. So let's say Torian Prince was replaced. It replaces Alan Crabb. Or Demari Carroll, you know. Or Damari Carroll, whatever. But Mm -hmm. like he can do that. Yeah. That's not a loss there. Kyrie over Russell. DeAndre Jordan over Ed Davis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Easily. And they won't even need to have, like, let's say Kyrie gets hurt because Kyrie. Gets hurt or has weird situations happen every year since he was playing with the Cavs, but they still have Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, and he is a really good player. What? He's a super good player. So let's say that their toughest position is power forward. Who's going to play power forward, right? But it's going to be Rodions Kurucs, who is canceled by Coast to Coast. You don't, you don't choke people. Come on, dude. <laughs>
0: it's he did so much more than that. He is uh, just like. Uh, that like his shit is he's canceled. Evil.
1: He's canceled. Ooh, he's he's officially canceled. But uh, that being said, he's probably their starting power forward, and mm-hmm. he's a very good player. Wilson Chandler is going to take some of those minutes at power forward. No, There's he's just suspended. So much depth. Oh. Wilson Chandler is suspended oh, for the
0: first twenty five games. Damn it. Yeah, because he, he had. They don't the need him.
1: Ped. Oh well, who cares? But Everyone's Torian on Prince PEDs. can start at the four. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like
0: Torian Prince at the four.
1: <laughs> hey, guess what? being on peds will not can get you canceled from coast to coast we will not suspend <laughs> you for that but we will suspend you for choking people and doing evil things
0: um so here's the thing they also
1: <laughs> they also added
0: they they added some really interesting depth they added uh some like versatile guards it, like david nawaba is one of my favorite like low key borderline nba players One, he's Nigerian, so, like, shouts to West Africans. (laughs) Two, he's just, like, he's big and strong and buff and super athletic and energetic. And they have my favorite G League player from last year now on a full-time real NBA contract, Theo Pinson, who is Lance Stevenson meets Draymond Green, but worse.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But he's really exciting. He's, Uh, He's, like... Lance Stevenson, Lakers, meets Draymond Green. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine with me. That's an exciting <laughs> player to watch. <laughs>
0: you know, how good he is, is, you know, to TBD, but he is exciting to watch. I mean, Garrett Temple even is an, uh, an underrated acquisition. He's been a really solid role player the last several years. They drafted that rookie, Nick Claxton, in the second, ra- in the second round. Wait, he's- did you say Garrett Temple? Yeah, he's on the Nets.
1: I thought he was on the oh, but you're saying the last couple years on because he was on the Grizzlies last year.
0: He was on the Grizzlies and he was on the Wizards and he was on the Kings and he's he's been all around. Um, yeah, but he is he is a solid player. Uh, and Nick Claxton, who is this like quick, versatile forward center type who can pass and shoot and dribble a little bit. He's pretty he's pretty unpolished at this point, but he doesn't need to be. He's got time. Uh, and he he's an exciting player to watch, so I'm I like the Nets. Troy, what do you think?
2: Yeah, a couple things about the Nets. Number one, shout out to Torian Prince who the other day viewed my Instagram story. Whoa! Yeah. I have no weird clout idea why. Uh, yeah, I sent the screenshot to Chilanga if you want to check it out, Dylan. It was really why don't weird. Why do you send
1: that to Coast to Coast? Yeah, yeah, I'll post um,
2: it. But my biggest thing with the Nets. Number one, my personal bias coming into play here. For me, the jury is still out on Kyrie Irving. I cannot and will not forget how much of a disappointment the Celtics season was last year. They were supposed to be so good. They were supposed to be this world-beating team with Kyrie Irving healthy, and they just weren't. Kyrie Irving cried the entire season, and it was a disaster. He wasn't happy. We'll see if his demeanor changes at all with the Nets, because I think that's going to be a big thing to look for, especially with KD out. One comment
0: on that, I think that this Nets thing is going to be a better situation for Kyrie. One, because it's 100% his choice. Mm-hmm. Two, because I think that... um oh, What's their coach's name? Fuck. Kenny Atkinson. I mean, Brad Stevens is a great coach. No, mm-hmm. no, no.
1: He's But he's better with, with a culture, with handling yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn has had an incredible culture from day one. The problem with Brad Stevens is that you have to fit into his culture in order to succeed. Hate Kyrie as much as you want. Fine. That's fine with me. You can hate his game. You can hate him as a person for thinking that the world is flat or trolling people by saying the world is flat, knowing that it fully well is round. But you're not ever going to take Kyrie Irving over D'Angelo Russell even if he's hurt for twenty more games than D'Angelo Russell, you will take Kyrie Irving. Oh,
2: absolutely, I agree.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, their over under is forty two and a half. I personally think that they are, um, like, barring catastrophe, they're a lock for that over. So, I, I, I mean, I think this is at least a forty five win team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, have them at forty six. Yeah, I think best case scenario, if they really click, they could get fifty two. Like, if they're really clicking, they could get the third seed. Yep. Definitely and, fifty. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, But I think most likely is around 45.
1: Yeah. And I think I'm putting in some like growing pains with Kyrie Irving. I'm factoring all that stuff in there. I have a Lindsey Whalen, would you rather? Would you rather have moving forward for the next five or so years? D'Angelo Russell or, or Karis Levert?
0: Mm. <laughs> give me karis Levert because i think he is more adaptable to different situations whereas d'angelo russell it seems like you kind of have to play d'angelo russell ball when he's your point guard and i don't know how far that gets you you know
2: <laughs> d'angelo might have a higher ceiling though that's that's where i'm leaning that's exactly where i'm leaning uh i personally would take D'Angelo Russell. Um, that's also because I just read that Slam article that talked about him and Towns and uh, Devin Booker. If you haven't read that, check it out. Uh, oh, I yeah. I know, it's I know. Very, know. very good. Dude, that's got me... Th- that
0: pic- those pictures of them? Dude. Oh, my God. So good. Can you imagine if they were on a team?
1: He looked so good. Like, D'Angelo Russell, if fashion contributed to the way that you play basketball, mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell would be at Russell Westbrook level. Mm-hmm.
0: What if... What if, when those three are all 28, they team up together on the Minnesota Timberwolves?
1: Ooh. I don't know if I could support the Minnesota Timberwolves with Devin Booker playing on it. I'm just, I'm serious. I could. I, I hate Devin Booker that much. That's, that says nothing about my love for the Timberwolves. That says everything about my hate for Devin Booker.
0: <laughs> we would have the number one offense and the number 30 defense. <laughs> 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 <With that. laughs> um, all right. So. I think we've all got the over, right? I think one more thing on the Nets before we move on is that they have three possible first-round picks in this upcoming draft, which is crazy for a team that two years ago had no draft Mm -hmm. picks to now have. They've got their own lottery protected, which they probably won't have. Um, They've got a Sixers lottery protected, which they almost definitely will get that one, and a Warriors top 20 protected pick,
1: which you know is who knows. They're so time. deep. Mm. They're so deep. I need to go get but. to my Karis Liver or D'Angelo. At the beginning of the season, Chelang and I hated D'Angelo Russell. we I would say that we both would say good riddance on from the, the season
0: um uh fake trades podcast, I said that the Nets should trade D'Angelo Russell for Josh Jackson and a second round pick. Josh Jackson <laughs> 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 I know. It's, it was. It, it, were was you it? laughing
1: at yourself then? <laughs> no, and you weren't laughing either. Oh my God, we're so stupid. Yeah. Okay. S- that being said, just because we're stupid doesn't mean we're hypocrites. Yeah. I might have fallen in love with slightly. Well, so we're slightly hypocrites because I did fall in love with him when I heard that he had a chance to come to the Wolves. I, yeah. I started doing all I could with my heart to believe that D'Angelo Russell and what happened last year. Was repeatable. But I in no way think that that's repeatable anymore. Mm-hmm. He is going to be covered because he will be, he and Curry will be playing opposite minutes probably, right?
0: They'll stagger for sure. They'll they, stagger they a to. lot.
1: And when they're going to stagger, he's going to be covered more than he's been covered in his entire life. And I'm including those Lakers teams. That's why I think that this is going to be a most unimproved season for D'Angelo Russell. I'm taking Karis LeVert. I think Karis LeVert, just because of his versatility, is so much more important to winning in the NBA. Maybe not offensively, but just in terms of his versatility and his two-way potential, his length. He could be a top 10 NBA player. I could never see D'Angelo Russell sniffing that. Yeah, and
0: we'll talk more about that in our awards preview podcast, which is (laughs) upcoming. Mm -hmm. All right, so...
2: Troy, are you over or under? Uh, I'm over on forty two and a half? half. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a really modest win total. I think there's going to be Seriously. some growing pains, but not that bad. Like they're yeah. at least a 45-46 win team. And That's without. So Katie. we're all
0: over in the same in like the same area. So that is our lock. We got to move on. We talked for like twenty minutes on the nets onto the number four seed, which is also Dylan's. And Dylan, who did
1: you pick? This team is getting a lot of slander thrown at them Chalanga is one of the slander throwers he doesn't like the Toronto Raptors but I do I think I think that they could get home court advantage in the first round (coughs) of next year's playoffs and this is why I think this team is still a top 10 defense in the league as long as age and trades don't find them but if one or both of those things happen anything could happen They might not have Kawhi, but OG Ananobi was hurt last season, especially during the playoffs, throughout the playoffs, and they were still dominant. OG is a starter. He is a starter level. He has starter level ability and would have started for them last year if Kawhi weren't playing, and he's a great player. He's very good, and he's young. I think that this team is kind of a deeper version of the 2015 Heat after they lost LeBron, and everyone was saying, Bosh is going to take over and he's just going to dominate. So now that's
0: a good comp Dylan.
1: Yeah. So now what we're seeing is their power forward. Pascal Siakam is going to take a lot more responsibility. And he looked, I mean, he is streaky. He's a streaky player, but when, when he gets 30 points in a game, he looks fantastic. I think that the heat team would have been great. If Bosh would have not had all of those heart complications, it's really sad and unpredictable and horrible that that happened. And I do think Siakam will have to step up more than Bosh would have had to, just because he hasn't proven it, right? He, he's never made an all-star team. He will have to step up. Bosh had the pedigree when LeBron left. That being said, I think this team is a lot better than that Miami Heat team was, or in terms of the depth. You just look at the defense from Lowry to Van Vliet to Gasol to Ananobi you have really 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 good two-way players at each position I think I'm going to hit the over under exactly at 46
0: I don't like the I don't I do not like the Raptors team I think defensively this team will still be a top five team when you've got Kyle Lowry you know OG even Stanley Johnson Rondé Hollis Jefferson two people they added I mean they've Especially their front court, you know, uh, Sergi Baca, Marcus Sol, their, their front court is set defensively. It's really solid. Their back court is a little thin, especially at the two. You've got Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, and then to, to fill in the other guard minutes, it's going to be a combination of Norman Powell, Patrick McCaw, and Cameron Payne. None of those names are particularly inspiring. Norman Powell has been okay, and his Norman Powell is you know, good. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's been yeah he's been okay. You know, he's he's had his moments that where he's looked good. He's had his moments where he's, when he's looked pretty bad. So he's been he's been up and down. Pat McCaw is a borderline NBA player, and Cameron Payne is a borderline NBA player. You mean Pat McCaw is a champion? Is
2: what <laughs> Pat
1: McCaw is a champion, a three time <laughs> champion? <laughs> I see where you're going with. I mean, maybe you didn't mention it, but Danny Green's going to be a bigger loss than people. So I think Kawhi is probably a smaller loss than people are are saying, just because of Ananobi being able to fill in. But there is no one to fill in for that Danny Green position. I know Danny Green struggled in the playoffs, but he played really well in the regular season. Yeah, and his defense will be missed. And that's going to be really missed to have that guy who just plugs in at the two, and you're like, I know he'll be there. The
0: other thing that I'm worried about is that now defenses will be able to shift their energy to shutting down... Pascal Siakam and he's he's a really good player but he's not the type of dynamic put the ball in his hands and he, he's gonna score type of player that you can really lean an offense on so Nick Nurse Nick Nurse is just gonna have to be really creative in his offensive scheme to make sure that his players can get quality shots
1: and I totally believe in Nick Nurse and one player whose offensive potential was not realized on this team Mark Gasol mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm he really did not take very many shots last year. He didn't take shots. He was there to beat up Joel Embiid. That was the only reason he was brought to that team, and he took care of that job very well. If Marcus All can be the off eighty percent of the offensive player that he was with Memphis the last full season that he played with them, this team is not going to drop past fifteen offensively. Not to me. Yeah, I you know I I think that
0: I could see them being. I don't I don't think think they're a bottom half. Offensive team Because I mean Even Kyle Lowry Fred Van Vliet Those are I mean th- Those are solid Offensive players Marcus Sergi Serge Ibaka Is even a, a, a Solid offensive player The offense is just Going to look very different yeah. And until I Until I can see The like and know that 34-year-old Marcus Saul could still score 20 points a game, you know, or like close to that. It's I just I need to see it before but I can believe it's it. It's not
1: even it's not even totally about scoring 20 points a game. It's about having the ball in his hands and making decisions.
0: Right, right. If he if he can do, you know, 16, 16. and 5
2: assists or 4 assists. Exactly. That's that's going to be big for them. Troy, what do you think? And spread the floor. I think I've seen enough like in specifically in their playoff run last year. They're not definitely not going to be the same team that they were last year. Obviously, that's a really dumb take. But like, I saw enough out of their role players, the ones that are still on the team, mainly Van Vliet, um, Siakam. And I I do think the take on Gasol is correct, that if he gets more opportunity to contribute, especially offensively, I think the Raptors, they're going to be a feisty team. I'm not sure if they have what it takes to make a super deep run in the playoffs this year, but I definitely think they're going to be a team to watch out for a, th- a team that a lot of people are probably sleeping on this year just because ooh they lost Kawhi they're not going to be anything no they've still got a lot of solid players on that team i think their starting lineup is going to be good they're still going to be very good defensively and if their offense you know it depends how Kyle Lowry plays this year just like every year yeah he is he has been a shockingly important player
0: in in the like the the power of in the east you know he's been God the the eastern champions and like the competitors have risen and fallen by the play of Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm.
1: I want nothing more than Kyle Lowry to make the Hall of Fame. Please <laughs> let that happen. Please just play some really great basketball for the next 3 years and you have a shot. You have a shot. I mean,
0: he'll probably the, the Raptors will probably retire his number. Definitely. At the very least.
1: That's a given, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, 5 All-Stars. Hall of Fame's tough. And one All-NBA and an NBA championship.
1: He's going to have to make an, at least two more All-Star games. That's going to be tough for him. All right. Not they uh, though.
0: So their over-under is 46. I've got their... Under, I've got their slight under. I uh, I just don't know if their offense is going to be good enough to, to get more than forty six wins. You know, Danny Larue on the Dunk Don podcast said when I do over unders, I try to think if they got like three or four more wins and they're over, would I do? Can I accept that? And I can't really imagine the Raptors getting fifty wins, so I have to, I have to take their under. I'll take a push. I totally
1: understand that. I'm taking the push. I'm taking my second push of this mm-hmm. podcast.
0: Wow, Troy
2: and Dylan both have the push.
3: Yeah,
1: forty six is a good line.
2: That's a good number. Like they're gonna be fine, but they're not gonna be. I don't think they're gonna be world beaters. And going back to um, a buy or a sell, like talking about tickets, I think when they come to town this this this. year, I think we were all talking sell on this team.
1: What? Yeah. Well, for an opportunity to make money, more than buying this.
0: Dude, for opportunity to make money. That makes sense. Yeah. Although, you don't want to see Stanley Johnson resurgence, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson resurgence. Man, we didn't even talk about those two.
1: I know. And they're going to play minutes. Yeah, a lot of minutes. So, I don't think I would want to sell this. Is the ticket going to be actually that expensive without, without Kawhi Leonard? I know that they won the championship, and there might be residual effect from that, but are they going to, are they going to sell for that much more than you would want to watch them for? That's another, thing. you know, the Warriors are going to sell for more than you'll want to watch them for. That's for mm-hmm. sure. But I kind of want to watch Marcus Gasol run this team. I want to watch Kyle Lowry because I love Kyle Lowry. You know, I want to watch these players that are overlooked largely. And I don't know. I would, I would want to wait to see what the prices were like on that ticket.
0: All right. Our next team is the third seed in the East. This
2: was Troy's pick. Mm-hmm. Troy, who you got? And I think this one we've got a lot of wonky rankings, you know. But this one kind of seems like a lock for the third seed. And This is going to be the Kemba Walker-led Celtics. First things first, shout out to Enos Kanter and all of the uh, activism and awareness he's been bringing to. Oh, he's the, such a good guy. That whole situation. Enis is
1: one of our one of our coast to coast favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Did you see that tweet I I retweeted? He was just giving a a video interview about what it was like to uh, have his parents being under threat to go to jail and all of that stuff with Turkey and speaking Mm -hmm. out against the quasi dictatorship that is going on over there Mm -hmm. and how dangerous it's been to him. And he he is a solid guy and a very strong, strong man for going through what he Mm -hmm. is going through with his whole family physically and mentally. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Also, like strong for be- for being able to get through that labrum tear or whatever was going on during the playoffs. Oh, God,
0: seriously. He was All right, but tr- but Troy, what what are your thoughts on the
2: Celtics? So I, I feel like I talk about this a lot with teams, but the Celtics are a team I truly, truly do not see. Besides center, which losing Horford sucks, losing Aaron Baines sucks. Big for them. Um,
1: Underrated.
2: Yeah, honestly. Bigger loss than Kyrie. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. But. In other areas, I don't see how this team got worse. I think they're going to (laughs) gel. I think they're going to gel infinitely better with Kemba Walker than they did with Kyrie Irving. I think Kemba Walker is a lot more of a team player. And the style of basketball that he plays is going to be so much more conducive to bringing the best out of all of their role players on this team. Similar to the playoff run that they had, what was it, two years ago. I think Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, when Isaiah Thomas was out, and they had that kind of gaggle of guards rotation, they had Marcus Smart, they had Terry Rozier, you know, and they were just beating teams, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, how are they doing this?"
1: I see what you're saying with Kemba Walker from a chemistry standpoint, and a locker room standpoint. Chemistry with those guys. Chemistry. <laughs> Good one, Jay. Trade market, Taco Tuesday. But I don't think that he's that much different. From what Kyrie gives, be, just because his offense is so reliant upon the pick and roll,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: it's very well. And who is he going to play pick and roll with on this team? I mean, not that he was playing with anybody on the Hornets that true. was doing that that well, but he's not he doesn't have anyone better than Cody Zeller.
0: But when we're talking Ennis Cantor, I mean, he offensively, yeah. that's he's true. A monster in the pick and roll. Yep, that's true. Uh, my Mom and my aunt just got back to the crib. Welcome. How was water
1: aerobics? It was <laughs>
0: fun. Yeah? <laughs> I saw
3: right, so I got a free
1: drink card. Hey, free drink card. <laughs> was, so you had the mimosa during it, and then you got a free drink card after that? No, we're having mimosas now. Oh. Wait, cool. fr- is it? Is that what the drink card's for, the mimosa? No, for whatever. Wow. <laughs> so Sick. mimosas, then the free drink. Wow. All right, so we've got like two and a half teams left, but
0: uh, you know, don't don't worry about noise; it'll be fine. Background sound is fine. Troy back on back on the Celtics. So, pick and roll offense. Cantor is no one to sleep on,
2: uh, you know, as far as operating the pick and roll. Mm -hmm. Offensively,
0: I think think that yeah, offensively, defensively uh, he might
2: be a liability, but you know, behind him they've got Daniel Tice, who similar to Aaron Baines, just shove the big German dude in there, and he'll (laughs) he'll lock down. Well, the the thing about the interesting thing about uh, the Celtics
0: center rotation is that they're actually all so tiny. What's Robert that?
1: Williams
0: is so he is listed at 6'10 but his new measurement just came out he's 6'8.
1: Jesus.
0: Robert Williams III is 6'8 without he's been shoes. S-
1: has he been starting in preseason? He's been their starting center. Yeah. Hmm. yeah.
0: Daniel Tice is 6'8 and uh, Ennis Canner is 6'11. And wow. then of course they have Taco Fall who is Can I get into this seven, six. a little bit?
1: Yeah, seven yeah. six. Go ahead. Actually, listed at seven five now. Mm. I want to talk about this article or, or this article that I was reading that all of a sudden disappeared. But it was saying every single player that that had a, a mismeasurement in comparison to last year. Mm-hmm. The team with the most mismeasurements, Celtics. The, the cheating, the cheating city themselves, Boston. Mm. I they believe have the it. Patriots. Mm-hmm. They have the Red Sox. They all cheat. <laughs> And now they're cheating with height. Yeah, I'm I, not surprised at all. I
0: saw because Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Robert Williams, all shorter.
1: We're all mislisted. Yeah, and all shorter. Yeah. I think wh- someone was was one inch shorter, but everyone else was like one or two inches. Kemba Walker, I think, was mislisted too. But that, but he yeah. was mislisted, not by the Celtics, by the by right, the right, right, right. Hornets. But anyway, one one of them was taller than what they were listed, but the rest of them were all shorter and. Yeah, I'm just I'm calling out the Celtics. There, there's a little bit of shady stuff going on around there. And I'm
0: I'm with you 100. percent
1: In their height listings, I want to get more into the height listings later when we figure out what Carl Anthony Towns' true height is because that's going to come out.
0: Trying to give me the dead
1: eye, the evil eye. I think though, I think Troy, that you're
0: right. Al Horford is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Kemba for Kyrie is, I think, a mild upgrade just because of Kemba's ability, I think, to blend in.
3: You know, I think it
0: like last year was Kemba's first year where he was really like all of it was on him. And that doesn't lead to a very good team. (laughs) But when Kemba can be a little bit more of an off-ball operator and all the offensive burden isn't on him, I think that's when he's at his best. I am nervous about if Jason Tatum is as good as everyone says. I don't know how good Jalen Brown is. Uh, I think that Gordon Hayward is going to have a bounce-back year because like, those gruesome intru- injuries take mm-hmm. generally more than one year to bounce back from. But the one thing that I'm really excited about for the Celtics is their future because they had an amazing draft this year. They had such a good draft. They got Grant Williams, who is going to be a contributor day one. They could have had Matisse Tybalt. Yeah, but they got – I mean, they could have. Uh, but I fuck,
1: I fuck I with thought.
0: Carson. Mm-hmm. I fuck with Carson Edwards real hard. He's a a tiny little shooter. I think he's gonna be. He's gonna have a long NBA career coming off the bench and just lighten teams up. You know, he's Seth Curry-esque, Lou Williams-esque in his ability to just score and shoot the ball. Mm -hmm. And then Romeo Langford, who is a swing, but he's a six-six guard with you know. uh,
1: That was their first take.
0: Yes, with and that was their biggest. That was their biggest swing. Because yeah. he, he, he's he got potential to be a primary ball handler and like a, a, a microwave scorer. But, you know, he also has potential to be a major bust. So
1: I think that this actually just comes down to Tatum and Brown. If they can show the good parts of what they've shown, mm-hmm. this team is an Eastern Conference finalist. Oh, possibly. absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But if they can't do that, then they're they might be out in the first round. It comes down to that. Kemba Walker is insurance, but I don't think he's going to make the team as good as it could be. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. The other thing about this team is that they've got three first-round picks this year, so they've also got the ability to upgrade. Yeah. I I can imagine them trading. They should. I can imagine Jalen Brown being traded. Mm -hmm. If if a star
1: becomes available, I think this is the year that Jalen Brown is out of there. But what star would they want? What what is it? What center is available?
0: Well, I don't think Carl they trade. They wouldn't trade Jalen Brown for a center.
1: Why? Why not? Isn't that the position that they want the most? The rim protector? The center is a, a much easier position to fill than a wing. You know. So who are they going to get? Robert Covington? Is that what they want?
0: I think Robert Covington would be dope. I'm all in on a Jalen Brown, Robert, Robert Covington trade pack. Like hmm. trade. if that
1: could happen. Great. Because Robert Covington hasn't shown shit for the last six months. Come on, Mr. 19 Dillons, rebounds. Who so high. I, was... I love Robert Covington, but he he's been hurt. You know,
0: anyway, that's this is a conversation for a separate pod. We need to stay focused. The The, the Celtics over under is forty nine and a half. Troy, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I keep thinking of the East, so it's going to be inflated win totals. Uh, I think they'll. I think they'll go over. I think if Kemba Walker gels right away, they'll have some growing pains on defense specifically. But I could see them getting the slight over on 49 and a half, like 50-51. You know, I
0: think that their their defense is going to be a lot worse. I think that last year they were seventh. I think they'll be closer to middle of the pack or even below middle of the pack. They
1: lost their best defensive player.
0: Yeah. Al and, I mean, and it's not only not only his ability to play defense, but... He was the quarterback. Yep. He mm-hmm. was calling everything out. Everyone was moving based on what he said. They still have Marcus Smart, who is also good at that and mm-hmm. like a really gifted defender, but it's different when it's your center who's, who's ne- like operating the defense, you know? I, I think that they, there's an opportunity for them to upgrade. I just don't know if that star is going to be available. Brad Beale just re signed, so I, I, I don't know who that star is. I have their under. One, because I think that the sixers and the the Bucks have a chance to win sixty games, and I have the heat winning way more games than you two have the w- the heat winning, so somebody 's got to lose some games and I just boston's last two seasons have been super weird, and they 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 lost a lot of defensive prowess and I, I, it's just there's some weird vibes that they 're sending me. I have the under, but not by too much so i I see them winning forty eight forty nine games
1: I have fifty and i I'm not super confident either way on it, uh, but I'm taking the over.
0: All right. Sounds good. So none of us are super confident on Boston and we, you know, it could, could really go either way. We've got two more teams and I previewed them a little bit. Dylan, this one's
1: yours. The number two seed in the East is it's between the bucks and the 76ers. I took this team because I thought that there are th- a lot of things that are going to have to fit. The 76ers aren't an automatic choice here. They need to fit. Al Horford, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, all onto the same court. And the only true shooter is Josh Richardson. And he's not the shooter that JJ Reddick is by any means. As much as I have hated on JJ Reddick and, and may not like his media strategies, he's a great shooter. And they might have substituted greater defensive potential Mm -hmm. For less shooting, which was the biggest issue that they had throughout the season. I do like Josh Richardson, and it's good that they got smaller in that sense. But I'm worried that the Al Horford signing is going to be weird next to Tobias Harris. Al Horford's going to be a great backup center for them, and he could be a great power forward for them. But is Tobias Harris going to be a great small forward next to those two guys, next to Joel Embiid and and Al Horford? That's the biggest question with this team. And that's the only thing, the lack of consistency and that fit is the thing that's keeping me from believing that this team is going to off the bucks as the number one seed.
0: You know, like like a team that I worry about them facing is so they had tr- problems against the nets last year because the nets had a bunch of guards that could yeah
1: they already had problems against guards yeah and and they the the, gu-
0: the nets could penetrate and so like you you faced the trailblazers you faced the warriors i mean luckily the the teams in the in the east there aren't that many teams with two
1: dynamic guards yeah you look at all the teams it's like the only team that you're worried about is brooklyn yeah in terms of too many guards right right but
0: i mean then the, you trade that ability to guard guards for this like overwhelming size offensively. No team is set up to stop Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and Al Horford. Are you kidding me? Like, There's no team in the league that's set up to, to stop that, except maybe the Lakers.
1: They're all players that I like individually, an mm-hmm. like, incredible amount, that I think are underrated players individually, yeah. each one yeah. of them. But together, I think that they're not going to be underrated. They they might be rated, and yeah. if but if even if they're that, uh-huh. they're gonna have a chance to sniff sixty games. But I'm I, like so for me,
0: if they play when when they play one of those teams with two dynamic guards, why not start Thibble, you know, just so that you have that yeah. defense, and then Al Horford comes off the bench, you know, they've got flexibility, which is super dope. You know, they're kind of thin, uh, because I mean they're backup lineup is looking like Trey Burke.
1: Who's their backup point? That's their backup point guard? Trey Burke. Yeah. That's not great.
0: Well, Trey Burke is a little bit better than I think if you're giving him credit. So in three, one, two, three seasons where he played more of a full season, I mean, he averaged almost 13 points per game between three and five assists per game and has shot you know, in the mid 30s from three point percentage, his effective field goal percentage has been near 500 for a lot of seasons that he's been playing. He just hasn't been given very much opportunity since he left Utah.
1: Is he, Does he have more defensive potential than some of the backup guards that they've been dealing no, with? No, he's in the
0: past? 100%, he's an, he's an offensive player.
1: Okay, so he is maybe 85% of what TJ McConnell was for them?
0: Uh, I think he's a better offensive player than T.J. McConnell because mm-hmm. he can shoot the three better. T.J. can't shoot the three at all. Oh, he
1: can't shoot the three at all? No, he's oh, a terrible three-point shooter. Sorry, I figured that he could just because he was white. Because he was, was white he guy, yeah. racist, yep.
0: <laughs> Troy, what are your thoughts on the
2: 76ers? Personal bias aside, that I think any team that loses Jimmy Butler automatically gets better. Um <laughs> Come
0: I th- on. he was so good for them last year.
2: <laughs> I'm sure
1: he was. But, but he was so good um, for them last year, but how many wins did they have last year in com- comparison to two years ago?
3: Uh-huh.
1: I think they had less wins last year than they two did. years ago. They one did win, one win less, right? Fifty-one versus fifty-two.
0: Yeah, but they're but they're. I mean, they were a completely different team.
1: I'm just saying they were a better regular season team with Robert Covington and Dario Saric.
0: You have to take into consideration the chemistry because they made two trades last year. Oh no, no, no. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm taking in consideration chemistry. That's what Jimmy Butler destroys.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. Anyway, Troy, go ahead. Jimmy
1: Butler is a black hole that. Yes.
2: Steals isn't the right word, but the stats he accumulates make him appear and like his style of play make him appear as though he's a savior of any team that he's on. And I think it takes away from what everyone else on the team is doing. I think the Sixers are a much more cohesive unit without him like they were in, you know, the seasons that it was Simmons and Embiid running the show and Mm -hmm. they didn't have this other player that was like, I've got to get mine. You know, so essentially replacing him with Tobias Harris, who was on the team last year, but um, he's not a me guy. He's a team guy. And he's still going to get those numbers, but it's going to be a lot more cohesive to the team's success. I think the addition of Al Horford is going to be awesome for this squad. Um, I think Dylan has a good point. We'll see how that fit works. But I think they're losing almost a couple egos in Jimmy Butler and J.J. Redick. Um, (laughs) the loss of Boban hurts. It really hurts, but yeah,
1: Bobby, Toby, RIP in peace.
2: I will never bet against Joel Embiid. I will never bet against Ben Simmons, who seems to be a fairly divisive player. I don't think, you know, Ooh, he made a three in the preseason. Ooh, regardless of if he develops that shot or not. I think that completely ignores the fact that he's a game changing player and he's a dynamic player. So the Sixers will be good. They will easily be the two
0: seed in the East. Yeah. And and if Ben Simmons can, you know, like if he can develop any sort of outside shot, Mm -hmm. it's, it's gone. Like he's, he's going to be LeBron level if he can shoot a little bit, uh, because he's, he's already a more dynamic passer than LeBron. And I mean, LeBron is a great passer, but Ben Simmons is like otherworldly. And, is that is that a hot take? No, Wait, no. What I, I, repeat I, what you just said. Ben Simmons is a better passer than LeBron.
1: LeBron, did you just see what he did to Danny Green? That was crazy. That, that was, crazy. was the greatest pass I've ever <laughs> that was, seen.
0: That was absolutely crazy. That was absolutely <laughs> crazy. Okay, you know what? I'm I'm walking that one back. I can't say that Ben Simmons is a better passer than LeBron. But Ben Simmons is a really great passer. If he can shoot it all, then he's LeBron Le- level.
1: Well, Le- LeBron, LeBron level. LeBron James is the greatest. Passer of all time Underneath Magic Johnson <laughs> Mary loves Magic Johnson She's all She's no, all no, no. hyped Underneath up. I love Magic Johnson Yeah you yeah, know She was excited That you said that The I, greatest big man passer Underneath Magic Johnson I just I think Ben Simmons Is at that level He He has the chance To be at that level Ben Simmons has played In the NBA three seasons Right but he I mean he's averaged More assists than LeBron ha- Has Okay More assists Doesn't mean you're Like here's the thing more, LeBron has played with point guards. Right. Ben Simmons is the point guard. Ben Simmons is the And Ben Simmons point also
0: guard. doesn't score like LeBron. He's he's looking to pass more than LeBron is looking to pass. And LeBron has averaged close to eight assists per game.
1: Ricky Rubio and is a fantastic passer. Never led the league in assists. Russell Westbrook has led the league in assists a lot. But, but he's but not, not necessarily the best not, he's passer. He's the best passer. Yeah. But Ben
0: Simmons is, like, you have to, like, Ben Simmons is close he's to great. that level. No, 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 he's
1: He's done some in, insane stuff. Yeah.
2: Okay. So <laughs> the the 76ers over under is 55. Troy, what do you got? Once again, I like that number, but I feel like taking another push is going to be a cop out of me actually having an opinion. Whoa. It's the East, man. Everyone's bad. This team's going to be able to beat up on a lot of squads. They're going to be able to beat up on a lot of yep. squads.
0: Mm-hmm. The, and they're set up. You know what they did? They set up to stop Giannis. That's really what they did. Yep. They got really
2: big to stop to beat the Bucks. They're
1: huge.
2: Mm-hmm. Gigantic like. team. So I'll take, you know, I'll take the push slash slight over. Well, you gotta pick one, Troy. Oh
1: my slash God. Slash slide over. Take it. Come on. Take yeah, I'll take it. the I'll take the slide I over. I took two pushes already. Yes. You can't take two pushes.
2: But let me give y'all another over under. Ben Ooh. Simmons. Five made three pointers this year. I'm taking the hard over.
1: No. I'm taking the hard over. Five. <laughs> One, two, I three, four, love, five. I secretly am in love with Ben Simmons because of how much he does resemble LeBron James. So I'm taking the hard over. Dude, LeBron I mean, James turned into a three point specialist. Right. If he has
0: to make over five, I mean, like, let's say he takes 30 three pointers this year. You think he can't make six of them? I think he can. You know, it, it's just, I, I, let's I'm go taking over. the hard over.
1: Why not? He's I'm obviously th- trying.
0: I think he's going to attempt
1: 153s this year. Yeah, uh, Really? Really? At least. No. 100 what? 150. 150. No, he's not going to take 150. He might take 50. I think he's going to take at least two a game because he needs to. He'll have the ball enough to need to, but I don't know if he will. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll, see. we'll see, but I'll take over five. I'll take over on five. I got the
0: hard over on the Sixers. I believe in them, and I believe in their ability to beat up on – teams all throughout the regular season. If you know, and they can rest and beat because, because they've got Horford.
1: That's what that is,
0: you know. And and so if they just rest Horford and move Harris to the to the four and start, you know, James Ennis or whatever, they're still going to be one of the best teams That's in the league. That's
1: still a 53-win team. Yeah.
0: So I mean, yeah, they're they're fine. They've they've as long as Simmons doesn't get hurt, they're fine. I mean, Ben Simmons is is he's kind of the, he's key the key to their Yep. So I got the hard over. I I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win 59 games. I'm not going to put them at 60, but they've got a chance to win 60. I'm at 58.
2: Mm -hmm. Period. Yep. I like that. All
0: right. So we've all got the over. And this is our last team. And of course, the number one seed in the East is the Milwaukee Bucks featuring Giannis Antetokounmpo. So they lost Malcolm Brogdon, of course. We talked about that earlier. But they replaced Malcolm Brogdon with Wes Matthews, who is comparable in a lot of ways. He's not the ball handler that Malcolm Brogdon is, but he's the shooter and defender that Malcolm Brogdon is. Do they Um, need him
1: to be a ball handler when they have Giannis Antetokounmpo, who should handle the ball even more?
0: Yes. Giannis will have the ball in his hands almost always. Him and Eric Budsoe and Chris Middleton. I mean, that's three primary ball handlers. I mean, Chris Middleton... If he's your only primary ball handler, you have a problem. But when he's your third ball handler, you're you're doing
3: pretty
1: well. You're doing pretty well. Um, and when Wes Matthews is your fourth ball handler, not bad, right? And you know, I mean, he'll he'll rarely
0: have the ball in his hands. He'll be a spot up shooter. I mean, their their starting lineup of Lopez, Giannis, Middleton, Matthews, and Bledsoe is a four out with Giannis operating. I mean, that, that's what it is. That's mm-hmm. what they ran last year. And it was hyper successful. Giannis is only getting better. Giannis is, he's, he's got the mindset and, and he's got the t- skill and he's got the body to be the best player in the league for the next five, 10 years. You know, mm-hmm. yep. uh, he, he yep. is, he is that level. There's no questions anymore. If he's that level, he is officially that level. He's finally paired with a coach that can maximize him in Mike Budenholzer. And we saw them last year, you know, lead the league in offense and in defense. Um,
1: Second in defense, right? Right. But basically.
0: Basically. You know, they lost Michael Brogdon. They lost Nikola Mirotic, who actually played pretty poorly for them because there wasn't a lot of minutes for him. And he's kind of he needs a lot of minutes. Bye-bye. To bye. really um, and Tony <laughs> Snell. but they, Nikola they,
1: Mirotic is now in Turkey. Italy, Russia, Spain, uh-huh. I don't know. He might be a fugitive. Here's, here's the number one thing about
0: the Bucks though is that they went full brother energy. They paired Brook Lopez with his brother Robin Lopez and then they went out and got Giannis's brother, Tanassis Antetokounmpo. The brother energy is real. I mean, obviously they want Giannis to stay, so signing Tenosis is They're part like, of we that. we got to
1: keep up with the Lakers. The Lakers just signed Costas. Mm-hmm. Right. Ten- I think Tenosis is going to be better though. Really? I thought Tenosis was older. I think Tenosis is a little older,
0: but I I I like the way that he looks more than <laughs> I like the way Costas looks. He's also
1: smaller. He's like 6-4, six,
0: six, mm-hmm.
1: S- Oh, okay. Well, he's smaller than the other two guys.
0: Yeah. But I mean, the Bucks shouldn't ta- sh- I mean, they shouldn't take any steps back. Giannis isn't really one for resting. I mean, he's, he's so young at this point that I don't think that they're, at the, they're, they're not at the load management stage yet. They added Kyle Korver. He's which, Shaq.
1: You don't load manage him. You right. just throw him at people when you need to. Yeah,
0: I mean, he's been, he's been incredibly consistent and incredibly healthy. They added Kyle Korver, who is 38 now, but still one of the best shooters in NBA history. I mean, pure shooters. I mean, he, he had a
1: 50-40-90 season. Would you rather?
2: hmm
1: Kyle Korver, just in terms of shooting. Or Danny Green right now, just in terms of shooting. But right now,
2: Corver. In terms
0: of shooting, Kyle Corver. Corver. Right now, one hundred percent. Thirty-eight. Yeah. Yep.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: If I if I just want a shooter,
0: I'm taking Kyle Corver.
1: Yep. I think, in the, it's tough to say because of Danny Green's 2013 Finals. I mean, Danny Green's been above forty percent, pretty consistently throughout yeah, several the, several times throughout the seasons. I think I would take Danny Green right now but I think it's interesting cuz cuz I was getting comments on this on on Instagram because I was saying that Danny Green's the best shooter that LeBron has had since uh, Ray Allen, since I said And people were like Kyle Korver. They no, were Kyle Korver, Korver, Korver. And I was like, "Yeah, Kyle Korver, but he didn't and then I and I looked at it and I was like, "Oh, 2.9 made threes a game for half a season or a season, whatever one it was. One one of the stints of this season." I mean, that's yeah,
0: that's 9 points a game. Cavs. That's big.
1: I mean, He's he's a great great three point shooter. I would take Danny Green overall, obviously because of the two way potential. But um, but in terms of shooting, yeah, maybe Kyle. Oh Florida. my God!
0: He's had some crazy. He's had like fifty percent from three 50%. seasons.
1: Did he did he actually get it? I know he was sniffing it with the Hawks in
0: two thousand nine two thousand ten with Utah. He was fifty three percent from three. How many? Uh, how many? But only, how many only two two, yeah, two attempts per game.
1: Oh, that's nothing. That, what I'm talking about is uh, with the Hawks, he was like three makes a game.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, this team's going to be good. There's no doubt about it. Giannis has a chance to back-to-back MVP. Um, I mean, he's going to be right up there in, in the voting, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's, ca- he's really my early season favorite for MVP there's there's no reason he shouldn't back to back because the the I think the Bucks are going to win 60 games again because the east there's going to be some low win totals in the There'll east There'll
1: be some games where Giannis will play 20 minutes because he only needs to play 20 minutes. Let's just yeah. put it that way.
0: <laughs> and the Wizards, Cavs and Hornets are all going to be m- sub 28 wins. Yeah. You know, I mean, sub there's going to be a lot of <laughs> Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of wins for uh the, the Bucks to pick up. So I got their over. I think they're gonna win s- uh they won sixty last year. I think they're gonna get even better. I think they're gonna win sixty-two this year. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I'll take sixty-one.
2: I'll take sixty-three.
1: Whoa. Troy's got the sixty three. <laughs> Troy, you're it. in love with the Bucks. What do you love so much? I've always
2: liked the Bucks, man. I've always like Back from the days when it was Monte Ellis and Brandon Jennings, I've always had a little thing for the Bucks. Dude, Andrew the Michael Bulbeth. Beasley days, you know. And they got one of my favorite Wolves players from last year in Cam Reynolds.
0: Cam Reynolds, nice. They have him on a two-way contract. They also have Frank Mason the third, uh, former college player of the year, former Big Twelve player of the year, uh, the five-foot-eleven spark plug, offensive spark plug, Frank Mason the third. I love him. But, yeah, I mean, they've got good depth. Pat Connaughton, Ursan Ilyasova, Dante DiVincenzo is healthy. We're going to see white Michael Jordan play a little <laughs> bit. So this team is good. All right, so that's our power ranking. So in the East, number eight is the Magic. The Pacers, the Hawks, the Nets, the Raptors, the Celtics, the 76ers, and the Bucks.
1: A lot of crazy mistakes that we already regret.
0: Yeah. Shout but this will be fun to have. look back at in uh, <laughs> February and be like, whoa. What were we thinking? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, thank we you. We weren't.
1: That's the, that's the reality. We weren't. True.
0: Thank you for listening to the Coast to Coast NBA podcast. Don't forget to follow us on the socials on Twitter at Coast to Coast NBA, on Instagram at Coast to Coast NBA pod. Send us an email at uh, Coast to Coast NBA pod at gmail.com. Subscribe, download, rate, and review, and tell, tell all your, your friends. freaking friends. That's how we get listens. That's the only way that we will get listens. We know you don't have
1: friends, so just make up friends that you could have and reach out to strangers. Mm
0: -hmm. Troy, what's your socials?
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram
2: at TripXAssLess. That is T-R-I-P-X-A-S-S-L-E-S-S.
0: And before we go, I just want to say this is for Tim Komatsu. Dylan and I will be talking about China very soon. Also, Tim, text me back about when you want to get together.
1: Coast to coast for Hong Kong. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, we stand with Hong Kong. All right. Thank you for listening. We love you. This was awesome. I love Escondido. Escondido.
1: We're making pockets in Escondido. Because mom said, oh, why don't we go? So I got my car and we go. Bye. No, no, that was fine. That
2: was fine.
0: Dylan, we're just two bros who love each other the most. Let's give a toast to all the assholes like Kanye said. Let's make hella money. I'm talking Kanye bread.